Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts. Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk <laughs> man. I back it up. And we are so full of that, man. Damn right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. If you're going to blitz, come strong. But don't come at all. Welcome to this very special bonus segment of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. I am Jeff Howe, and one thing we wanted to do this week, since everyone is reliving their favorite moments, their favorite memories from that unforgettable Rose Bowl back in January of 2006 where Texas went out to California and beat Southern Cal 41-38 to win the national championship. Everybody remembers Vince Young crossing the goal line and the confetti and everything that happened well, as I welcome in the master of the soundboard and the drop machine extraordinaire, Matt Butler, to help me intro this. Matt, we had a unique opportunity two years ago on the 10-year anniversary of that 2005 season to sit down with Casey Studdard and Tim Crowder, two of our favorite guests we've ever had here on the Blitz, to break down that season and a large chunk of that interview of that show, which, by the way, you can find in our SoundCloud archives if you want to hear about everything from spring practice all the way up through the Big 12 championship game. A large portion of that show revolved around this Rose Bowl game, Texas against USC, and Casey and Tim went into great detail about that unforgettable night in Pasadena. Exactly, man. 45 minutes about to hear of it, and it's all the details from what it really was the buildup, how the team felt going into the game, how you had the national perception maybe help fuel, but also just be something that was in the back of the minds of the players. But the stories, if y'all want to hear the whole season, you can go back to the SoundCloud page, and it's a two and a half hours of just Casey and Tim sitting down with us, which was pretty awesome. But if you also want to listen back to the any the other interviews, we'll be bringing those along slowly on demand, basically. Whichever interviews y'all fans like the most, I can send them all down to your little iTunes feed. Or if you just want to listen to a couple, you can listen to a couple. But for now, we get to listen to Casey and Tim. So without further ado, here's myself, Matt, and Rod interviewing Tim Crowder and Casey Studdard about the 2006 Rose Bowl, Texas, against Southern Cal. So That's both why. of his sons went to Molin, yeah. like both school. Yeah. And no then question. one of his sons played here, Brewster. Nolan, yeah. Nolan, Nolan played yeah. here. He yeah. was yeah. a South Austinite O'Killian back in the day. Yeah. yeah, his son Clint actually covers uh, recruiting for our Michigan site. Nah, so. Brewster recruited me. I love Bro. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, it is that time. The BCS National Championship. Tim, anything else you want to add about the Big 12 Championship game before nope. we move on? Casey covered it all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to let Casey have the floor there for the Big 12 Championship game, so we're good. All right. It, the time is now talking about the USC game. And leading up to the game, and I remember going back and watching some of the stuff, and the, 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 I thought the NFL Films piece was actually really nice on this, and they looked at ESPN doing How would 2005 USC fare against 1991 Washington mm-hmm. or 1957 Oklahoma or what? Yeah, all that. Gauging the historic teams. How much did that guy's piss you off? Oh man, I can just remember personally we we were so mad about that because I remember yeah. when they did it. That they just added more motivation. It was two for days us. before the game yeah, when they did like, all that, yeah. and the day before the game. Yeah. When it, 
it's like they basically didn't even really even give us a chance. And <laughs> and well, I can just remember, I mean, all the, you know, VY and all of us in the locker room talking. It was like, man, you know, they don't realize that we got some true gangsters over here. That's, <laughs> yeah. And they, they just can't wait. And uh, I can say they 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 why would they do that to us? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, even before the game, they're out there out there talking yeah, crap, sea walking like we West Coast sea walk. I can just remember Lind, uh, what? what's what's his name, Lindell White. You know, yeah. they talking noise and and I was like, hey, dude, you know, you from Colorado and all this, <laughs> <laughs> like just because you've been in L.A. for yeah. a week, yeah, yeah you know, for you, a couple years, yeah, oh, like, oh, you hard now, yeah, exactly, you hard now. Even even before, <laughs> even before even before you guys get out to California, though, there's the Heisman ceremony and. Vy finishes second in the Heisman voting, and I'm still to this day surprised that not necessarily that Reggie Bush won, but the landslide victory. That I don't still don't see how it was that one sided in the Heisman voting. Well, that's because you have all them USC boys that won Heisman's before, mm-hmm. and they have that they have that such that pool. Yeah, and then that last game against Fresno State, he had the big yard numbers the weekend that yep, y'all played. A and M and it national media just opened up a newspaper. Oh, forty to twenty nine compared to mm-hmm. five hundred total yards. It just national media doesn't do their research. How motivated was Vy after that Heisman snub going into the bowl practice? Oh, he was pissed. Yeah, he wanted it bad. I felt bad for him. You could t- you could tell in his heart when they when they announced his name, he was like, "Man, I should have won that." Yeah, he, you could you could see it in his face if you watch that when they announced Reggie Bush as the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. You can see in Vince's face that he was pissed. Oh yeah, and. I've told this story. I've told this story before again. I was like, me and Rod Wright, we in our dorm rooms, and we all just talking, whatever. And when VY didn't win the Heisman, we was just we came the next day, and we were just like, okay, because we would always go to get an extra weight workout in mm-hmm. and all that. And I remember we walked in there. It was early in the morning, and VY was already in there and sweat, like sweating. Like he had already been working out. And me and Rob Wright was like this to ourselves, like giving us <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We high fiving each other, like yes, like, yes. He He's become mode. a monster. He's, He's like yes. Yeah. Uh, we was like yes. This is exactly what we needed. Yeah, poked the beast. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I remember even Mac. Uh, he went up. I remember the first <laughs> press conference when y'all got out to LA, and he actually was like, "I want to thank the national media. I really haven't had to do much to prepare my team. They're ready to go." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So how how ready were you guys for that game? You, you get through all the pregame stuff and the ninety thousand press conferences you got to do and all that stuff. It gets down to game time. What are you guys thinking right before kickoff? Well, I I just started, but I was just thinking like, man, this is about the this is history that, that's being made, and and I was just trying to keep myself calm and just say, you know what, we gotta, we you know that whole week we really enjoyed our times and. We are, we really enjoyed our time out there in LA. Too. <laughs> hey, man, it's once a lifetime. Yeah, we, you got to. we was like, you know, we're gonna lose. We're gonna enjoy this time. It, never, to. it, it may never happen again. And um, I could just think, just I was like, man, I was just trying to just take the moment. Like, man, this is like. First of all, it, it felt normal because we was there from the year before, so we knew the area. We knew some of the other places that, that we had went the year before. We I ain't knew say where we went, but <laughs> you know, we knew where we were gonna go. Yeah. You know, we knew we knew the schedule. We yep. knew how all that we went down. Everything. So, so that was that yeah, was okay. good for us because yeah. we we already knew kind of how how our time frame would be and everything. Yeah. And um, you know, going into I mean kickoff and all that kind of stuff, and then A. Ross fumbles that y'all stop yeah, him, yeah. then A. Ross fumbles that punt, yep. and you know it. It wasn't a dagger looking back at it, but it's kind of like, man, okay, we stopped him. We had that here. You know, the whole game was a fight, so it really wasn't like, mm. you know, that was one of the game, one of the few games that year where, we, you know, that we actually had to fight for 60 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, every second 
you know, of that 60 minutes. Like, there was no non-fight because it, it was such a back-and-forth yeah, game and two great teams battling. Yeah. It, it – I mean, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's, it's. No, it's almost like one of those Rocky movies, man. Oh, I really, yeah, like, was... fought to the end. Yeah. Like, 100%. 100%. Yeah, like, it's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a experienced a game like that where it's literally like you exhaust yeah. yourself. Like, I don't know how y'all didn't pass out almost afterwards. Yeah, I, mean, like, yeah. I didn't go out. Yeah. Oh, I love I love <laughs> to drink a nice cold beer or, you know, a good whiskey or something like that. I yeah. love it, you know, but I was so exhausted after that game. I sat in my hotel room and it was me and Lyle. We had a couple beers with our mom and dads, yeah. you know, downstairs and. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. I didn't go out. I didn't do nothing. I could. Yeah. I was so it was exhausted. It was everybody was. Yeah, like everybody. I mean, coaches. I just remember. You know how the, how the uh, elevator. How we saw the mm-hmm. weight. That line was mm-hmm. super long. And I just remember everybody was just so quiet. Just like like all the fans was at the hotel. It was packed out. I mean, wow. they had mm-hmm. to section it off, like so we can get through. It was fans yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, outside. I mean, it was. Everywhere, it was like, awesome. I'm, it was like yeah. it was like thirty. It was like twenty thousand people up there. <laughs> all the like they was all chanting. The, I mean, all chanting. We were just like, <laughs> like those boxers after those matches. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Was, but I mean, it, but was, it was an exhausting game, yeah, and it was, it was one of the most rewarding things yeah. that you can ever and, and accomplish in your life. And, and I had so much respect for those guys after the game because I was like, you you realize, like, you know, it's a reason that those guys have won that many games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they'd like, won Man. 34 in a row. You know, because we're thinking that it was, at one, it, was at, it was at one point where we were just like, you know how you can see the tide turn? We was like, oh, yeah, we about to stomp on their throat now. Here it yeah. come. Mm-hmm. And then as you know, they come st- back. Yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Ali. Ali Frazier, man. It <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. And then they had their moment where they was like, oh, it's over with, you know, six minutes left or whatever. And then we over here like, no, no. No, it's Vince not. Said it. You know what Vince said before we went on that final drive? Go ahead. He he looked over to Bo Scaife, and I'm sitting one I'm Bo Scaife is on the sideline. He wasn't, you know, he's already in the league. And he's standing next to Bo. This is before we go out for a final drive. He goes, watch me go win this game. And I'm sitting over there next to Lyle and I'm like, Did I just hear that? I, just hear that? <laughs> I was like, All right. You know, but but when you had him in your backfield, you knew that you're gonna you, you, you knew know. that you're gonna drive. You, know. you guys missed so the nobody a- stopped fighting because they nobody. knew it. You guys missed the A Ross A Ross fumbled at least a USC touchdown, but the play that kind of got the tide turned back in y'all's direction early was Reggie, Reggie Bush, Bush goes yeah. off for 35 mm-hmm. yards, and then for whatever reason. <laughs> Decides to try to lateral the ball. I'm so happy when that happened. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm like, yeah, you Michael idiot. Huff, Thank was you. it you, Crowder, right next to Huff? No, it was, uh, it was, it was Huff and Ocam, I believe, oh, okay, or something right, like I that. Ocam's big butt. Oh, yeah, man. And Frank actually had a really good game that day. had a couple yeah. of sacks and played really, really well. But that that was the play. Did you guys feel like, okay, this is our chance to really get back in it at this yeah. point? Yeah. We did. It was that, and that was the uh, when Michael Griffin – Cause we, we the interception, the interception, it was so it was so oh. crucial, man. It was because again, that was that was Todd was going back that way again, and then driving. he made that play. And Michael Griff, believe it or not, I think he had a better year than Huff that year. He had a killer junior year, man. No, he, he was, was ridiculous. If he would have left that year, he would have he'd have probably went drafted even higher than what he already did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one interception, just I mean, that's it textbook how to get your foot in bounds, possession of the ball, yeah, and everything was, in the smallest margin of error yeah. along that end zone line. So, you guys get to halftime, and that, that, those two plays, the Reggie Bush play and the Michael Griffin interception, mm-hmm. both occurred in the second quarter. Um, after the Michael Griffin play, that ends up leading to the drive where it finishes with V.Y. It has the late pitch to Selvin, and Selvin goes into scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramont also has a touchdown run in that, uh, in that second quarter. And then, we just brought him up, Frank Ocam, SC's driving. 
possibly to score, and Frank has sacks on back-to-back mm-hmm. plays. They have to settle for a field goal right before half. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened. I remember that. So you guys going to halftime? What's what's the feeling in the locker room at halftime of this game? I, at halftime, we knew it was going to be another thirty minutes mm-hmm. of fighting. Mm-hmm. We could just tell by the way it all went down. Like, you know, what what was the score at halftime? Sixteen ten. Yeah, sixteen ten. So wow. we knew it was low scoring. You know, and we knew the second half they're going to make adjustments. We're going to make adjustments, and we had to we had to take their surge early. And we and their surge they came they came out strong. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, we knew we had to take their surge and. And just keep. I mean, we always we've the common talk is fighting right now, mm-hmm. but that's just it. It's literally what it was. It was a dog fight for sixty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and the way the second half played out was awesome too, because like the two quarters were different but very similar. Y'all just answered each other the third. Yeah. Then in the fourth, they came out and took had back to back scores yeah. and had the twelve point lead with six forty two. But then y'all had the final answer. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I want to go to that. Matt just brought it up. USC's up 38-26 with how much time's left in the game, 642. Matt? 642. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and that was a play that you had just had Michael and Terrell oh, hit each other Oh, I was just about to talk zone. about that. Yeah. And that's what made this score go to 38-26. So, Tim, not just the touchdown, but seeing those two guys go down, how was it demoralizing, frustrating? What, what was the, the, the mood there? That was the first time me personally – you know, I don't know about everybody else, but that was my first time just having doubt. Like, man, we we may lose this game. <laughs> no, I remember sitting there and being like, the this is finally, they had I was like, are you kidding me? Because, I mean, Dwayne Jarrett had an awesome game. I think he yeah. scored, like, what, three touchdowns or something like that. Mm. It was something crazy. And I can just remember the DBs talking about him all week, like, man, he, whatever, he ain't all that. And yeah. and that guy was, it was kind of like Braden that was here before. Exactly. And I was just like, this is happening. It reminded me, I was like, this is happening over again. Like, the one big receiver, <laughs> again again. we just can't stop can't him. Stop that guy. I was like, and you got Terrell's arms dangling all over the ground. And, <laughs> and Mike, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I was like, this might be over. I was like, this, this is, might be over with. Oh, man. That was my first time having doubt. First time. Casey, offense comes back as a drive that takes two minutes and 39 seconds. VY counts for all 69 yards on that drive. It ends with a rushing <laughs> touchdown. Um, you're not watching him when you're in the, the heat of it, but going back and, and watching just him in the fourth quarter of that ball game. Ridiculous. Yeah. On a different level. Like on a, like grown man stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, his focus you know, or – I mean, it's just he he gets the he just knows it's hard to stop somebody that has that much confidence and that much skill that he. But the thing is, though, he has confidence in himself, and then he has confidence in us to get our job done. So he knew there's two type of people that play this game, you know. And there's you got the regular, you got people that play the game that are great and stuff like that, and there's these special players that come along, you know every few years like events and they're unstoppable it's it's they turn it to a different level that no one can get to and, it, and it's it's rare to see and it's beautiful to watch yeah. so and the, that's events for you so the offense scores tim sc gets the ball back and then they're faced with the fourth down decision reggie bush isn't on the field mm-hmm. and i don't know you're you're hand in the dirt you you know what you've got to do i on had that i play. had backside containment on that play so yeah. i was actually my job was if he was in the game, if they did that little flick out where they would fake the dive and flick flip it, it. Yeah. I was over that. So even if Linda was in the game, that's my responsibility. Okay. So that's why I had outside container. I didn't even get in there. They was like, you get outside container. Yeah, Don't worry about out. that because yeah. we got too many linebackers and all that in there. So did you, that did was my you, job. Did you realize he wasn't in the game when you go to line up? I didn't even realize it. 
You don't realize. You don't ever realize in a game who's who in the game. You yeah. go out and play. You just, you'd be so because first of all, you got to focus on the guy in front of you first. Yeah. You know, once it's just like a DB. If, if yeah. you're a corner, you too busy thinking about this guy. I'm playing man. I can't worry about all that over there. It's, yeah. I got to win my individual mm-hmm. battle first. Yo, then I can take care of all that. Yeah. But. You know, it's like, okay, I got to – my job was like – Contain. Contain, contain, because I was contain. like, I cannot let this go yeah, on me. Yeah, no matter who. <laughs> well, I mean, you still yeah. had contain. You just didn't expect it to be like a reverse on a fourth and two. So yeah, you know, because I, I, I just knew, you know, everybody always like – you always picture yourself, okay, it's fourth and two. I'm going to be the guy. You know, I've got to make, make, oh, yeah. make the play. Oh, yeah. Make the play. Everyone's had that dream. <laughs> you know, yeah. so make that play. I say, dang, it's going to come down to me, you know, because yeah. I knew it. I said, okay, the way the game's going, they got – they had a little outside success with him early when he ran outside. It was actually a holding call on me. They didn't even call it. But uh, I was like, you know what? They're going to go back to that play, and it's, and I got to make a tackle. And if I don't, everything is going to be my fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just like a dog, going to put it all on me. Yeah, I just got to put, put it all, all on me. me. Well, and then the they ran that. I was like, oh, crap. I didn't even really know we even made the stop like that. What's, hmm. al- what's always fascinated me about this game, and I, and I love this game, but plays like the fourth down stop, Man. it's not about – superhuman effort it's just if all 11 guys on a given play just do their job yeah it can work yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that one was Marcus but you remember he fumbled it before and the ball should have yeah, been back three more the, yards yeah. yeah but i'm kind of glad they went that because i mean because linda he was he was wearing us yeah, out he, he was out. killing us yeah he was a beast yeah, he had those two tds in the third quarter yeah, he then. was he was killing us and the fact that we made that stop, and I st- to this day, I don't know who really made it. You know, they say Huff, they say Ride Right, they say Marcus was, Griffin and Kelson were was, both in on it. It was, too. A, it was, it was everybody. It was a team, was a a team. team. Man, like you said, it was eleven guys was, doing their damn job. job. You know, so. Yeah. And then I remember when we had said G on this summer, he brought up something that I had never noticed. But on that play, Sed was like, yeah, I celebrated. I screwed up and took my helmet off whenever he was coming (laughs) over. And the referee told him to put his helmet on. Didn't throw a flag, but it could have been a 15-yard penalty right then. But he divulged that. And I went back and watched a video, and you see him coming from the corner position. He's taking it (laughs) off to the huddle, and no flag comes out. So that that would have been just the most heartbreaking thing you could ever imagine. if the ref would have done that, he would have been shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, I swear to God, he yeah, would have been shot. This is bound yeah. on the field. Yeah, just he, rip his heart yeah. out. Yeah, they would have uh, saw him hanging off a bridge yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he took off his helmet. Uh, first yeah. down, oh, SC. Oh, my God. I would have broke, I would have broke everything. He just, his emotions bro. were so big then that he knew yeah. it had won. It was like uh, he was celebrating that's already. That's a nice little tidbit. I did not know that. But that just showed you the yeah. confidence that the team had on Vince Young's shoulders. Yeah. That we we had we had a minute or two to score, a minute or two to score, and they're like, "Oh, we got we got Vince the ball back. We're good." Yeah. So Tim, you know what I mean? That just shows you yeah. how much how much confidence you have in your teammates, and yeah. that's that right there. You know, mm-hmm. Tim, you see the measurement, you see it short. Defense explodes. Is there any doubt in your mind that you're winning this game? At this oh, there's point? no doubt, Dan. I was like, because oh, yeah. I mean, even before Vince had came mm-hmm. to the defense on the sidelines, like, hey guys. You know, if you can give me this ball back, we're going to win this game. And we all knew from all, we was like, okay, we get him the ball back, we know we're going to win. All right, mm-hmm. so Casey, you get in the huddle before that last drive. Mm-hmm. You said it on the NFL Films documentary. I just want to give you a chance to say it again. What does VY tell you guys going out on the field for that last drive? Let your nuts hang, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, but, but that was – he. we did that all year. Yeah. I mean, that was like from game one, you know, we'll be sitting there doing our little uh, – Right before we kicked that field goal, before we went in the locker room, before we ran out, mm-hmm. that little warm-up thing it would be our little circling back. All right, guys, 
you know, we all start bobbing our heads, you know, getting it going, and he'd be like, all right, let your nuts hang. Let's go. You know, and that's just what he did. You know, he, he would he would crack jokes in the locker room – or not in the locker room, in the huddles and stuff, you know, to loosen everyone up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vince knew how to loosen people up because so he was that good. Yeah. He was like Still Pedro does. Serrano in Major League. So the, fi- the final drive, though, doesn't start that well. No, There's we, the, missed, the missed opportunity on the little screen to Ramont's, but – you guys catch a break because Darnell Bing tries to rip Quan Cosby's helmet off, yeah. and it's a face mask. It was only a five-yard face mask. It should have been 15 if you go back and watch the replay. There wasn't well, nothing really incidental about down. it. Nonetheless, it's an automatic Would first down. Would have down. So, Casey, you were on the field. Just kind of walk us through those final few plays of that drive. You know, after the face mask, cause didn't he, we got a first down on that by yep. the catch. Yeah. And then, you know, automatic first down with the face mask and everything. You know, we were getting it close. We knew if we got it close enough that we had a chance, you know, and we knew we had to score a touchdown and make an extra point, you know, to make it us up by three, you know. And um, we just knew. I mean, it's, it's hard to explain because really, you know, I can't even remember the plays. I well, remember, two, the, I remember the three last three plays. Yeah. That's it. Well, two guys that I want to ask you about, though, that were money in this game that nobody – it gets lost in V-wise – Historic performance, but David it's Thomas a, and Brian Carter. Brian Carter, Brian Carter yeah. on that last yeah. drive. Yeah, had like yeah. On that last oh, drive. Yeah. I mean, but DT in that that game had like twelve catches. Yeah, I think ten for eighty eight. Ten for eighty eight. Yeah, ten for eighty eight. You know what I mean? Saying so, and and DT was always a big a big he part of this. Money. He was our he was our quiet assassin. You know, he 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 was a leader on the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a leader. He he he's a leader naturally. Right on. He's not a talking leader. He's a he's a leader by his actions, by his work ethic, by you know his football ability. So that's where his leadership was. You know, and we had, and you can ask anybody from that team or anybody that's ever played with David Thomas. You had confidence in him to do his job. Yeah, he was. You know, and he, David's a beast. He David was. A, he was beast. a gamer too, man. Yeah, he's gamer. Just, yeah, he and was he such block. a gamer. Yeah. So you guys go ahead. You end up getting it down there and. There's an incomplete pass to Limus in the corner yeah. of the end zone. Yep. There's a misfire over the middle, and that takes you to fourth and five. Yeah. So go walk us through, Casey, what you remember on fourth and five. All right, this is on fourth and five. So we, we walk up to the line, and um, Coach Carroll was bringing safeties and corners a lot and dropping his linebackers a lot that game. So he would bring his safeties a lot, like all the time. And they're little guys, so it's fun to hit them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I was like, I don't care. If you're going to bring a little guy on me, I'm just going to destroy him all day long, you know? So it didn't bother us, but but it was the um, identifying of who had who and everything. So I just remember on that last play walking up there, I remember Selvin walking up, and this, this is the last two plays. We're like, Selvin, you got him. You know, this is Lyle talking to us. Lyle's like, we got blah, 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 Mike. And then Casey, you see him coming over, over there. I'm coming with you, blah, 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 whatever, you know. And, and so it was, a, it was a lot of talk, you know, because they were coming with this these exotic blitzes, bringing these corners and safeties. And I remember the safety came on my side blitzed and i got him and then next thing i know i see vince you know trembling in the end zone but on the film you can see they brought that outside that that outside uh i don't know safety or corner yeah. two and blaylock destroyed yeah, yeah, he got yeah. him good. and then boom there goes vince mm-hmm. you know for the touchdown so it was just it was a real focused serious time but we knew with 10 he's gonna you're gonna put it across the line so he scores we heard the call from craig at the at the beginning of this segment but people forget you got to make the two point conversion, and too. that's what and that's and that's a lot of stuff that you know people don't see because 
when we scored that touchdown, went over the celebrators like, hey, we got to get this in, so we're up by three just in case they throw a bomb mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, we got to get this three. We got to make this. So boom, Vince comes right over me and uh, me and Sin line. Boom, scores his touch. No, it was Selvin. No, it was Vince. Yeah, it was Vince. Yeah, it was Vince. Vince. Yeah. So he comes right over me and him. And we're over there like, yeah, you know, we're all pumped up and everything. But before that play, it was again. We came up there. They had all that crazy stuff going on. I remember Selvin walking up. He goes, who do I got? Who do I got? And Lyle goes, take 46 or whatever the number was. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember the number. Mm-hmm. Take him regardless. Boom, mm-hmm. Selvin goes, boom, clears the hole. Vince goes in and scores. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was just, it, that's just what it was. You know, and yeah. it, it was it was focused. But once yeah. we scored that the two-point conversion, walking the sideline, I was like, oh, my God. Right now we got the kickoff. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about the kickoff and yeah. number five back then. I was like, someone just knocked five out. Oh just, man, just take so, out Reggie yeah. Bush. Yeah. And I knew we were fine then. Yeah. yeah. So Texas fans felt fine, but then you still knew with 19 seconds or what was it, 12? The second that they were able to throw that little screen to Reggie Bush and get down the sidelines, like you knew it wasn't going to happen, but still, like just oh, yeah. the it was fear a of being moment. in Austin. Was a yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because I, had, me and Austinite, I'd heard about the my dad told me about the 70 team or the 63 team, but I mean, it, my dad was like, I've been waiting 35 years for this, you know, and then <laughs> still think, don't let one. Lukey, Cal Berkeley play, blow you out or lose it for so you. So then Liner's got one more play left. It's an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Ball game's over. I what? run out on the field aimlessly because that's what I've always seen on TV. <laughs> Everyone runs out on the field. I run out there and I, I turn around. Nobody's around me. <laughs> I was like, dang. I was sitting there. I was like, man, no one's even around me. And I went over there and, I, and I'm like almost to their sideline. Like, I'm like at their sideline. Like, yeah. And I turn around. I'm like, all right. Well, there's uh, no one here. Okay. Where's all my, where are all my boys at? <laughs> where's all my boys at? And so, so I went back. Oh, I thought man. that's what you do when you win a championship. You run out in the middle of the field like, yeah, it's over. If you, and go, back and watch, if you go back and watch that last play, it looks cool, Casey. It looks cool. It's just you running aimlessly on the field. So this is what happens. So the ball, the incomplete pass comes right over my head on the sideline, yeah. and, and the guy's kind of walking off, and I look, I see it go zero, and the SC guy's kind of like pissed off, so I – I check him like that, and I run out there like, yeah, and then I'm by myself. It was, it was, it was, it was. And Tim, Tim, you're on the field for that last snap. Yeah, and it goes incomplete pass goes zeros. What's what's going through your mind? You know, that's probably my first time, and I ever had tears of joy. Because I was like, man, man, what's tears of joy? You know, I was always one of those oh, yeah. guys like tears of joy. What's up with that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> And that's my friend. I was just I was so emotional that I just had tears run down my face, mm-hmm. and I can just remember going to my mom. I didn't really celebrate with the team. I just I, I saw my mom in the stands. So I just remember just seeing her, and she was like, "Baby, you did it!" Huh. And tears started really running down my face. So I was just like, "Wow, we it's like it's what we worked so hard for, and it happened." And yeah, it, you'll never forget that. It's a weird it's a weird emotion that you get, and you kind of you, know, you grasp it, and you're like, "Wow, it's crazy." But then when you see it, like my mom was crying and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and because and my mom went to school here too, you know, she was yeah. here, and you know. 70s beginning of the 80s you know and it, it's you know she's a big longhorn fan too and mm-hmm. they've been waiting for that for years too so they're a fan first before I, you know before i was even here you know and uh you know my dad played here too so it was cool to see them get emotional for yeah yeah i'm their kid too but i mean they could tell your family can tell how much work you put mm-hmm. into it and they, yeah. that's why yeah. right now i'm covered in chills because it's just it, <laughs> 
the work that you put into it and you see that acknowledgement is pretty freaking cool. Oh, yeah. Casey, one thing I want to talk to you about, your your recruiting class you came in with, it was consistently the number one class in the country mm-hmm. with D.Y. and Rod Wright, Selvin and Blaylock and everybody yeah. else. And it, a lot of people say dumb things on signing day and things like, oh, this class will win a national championship. But I, the, the fact that you guys had all those expectations mm-hmm. and th- this was the culmination of it. Yeah. The people, can you even quantify how much work goes into it from signing day until that moment happens? No, because you got to think about it. Like, we had a redshirt year. So I had a year I didn't even play, you yeah. know, and I just kind of figured out what the University of Texas was and, and football and, and learning, you know, because from high school to college, it's totally different, you know, intensity and all that kind of stuff. So so many years you put into it, you know, and, hmm. and you fall short the year before, and then it's just – it's hard – it's hard to explain to people that haven't gone through what what it takes to win something like that, or even just what it takes to be on a team and be successful. You know, and mm-hmm. they don't they don't understand how how much goes. I mean, just the blood, sweat, tears. Oh, like yeah. people don't understand. They think it, like like in the NFL, all these like you talk about all the fans. All the only thing they see is Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday yeah. or camp two. It is That's all they see. Like oh, they get the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Do you understand how insanely hard it is? You know how much pounding your body takes. How how you're not allowed to have class past two past two eight two o'clock every day. So you got to have your schoolwork, and then you got to get your workouts. Then you got practice, and then you got to go to bed, eat, and then you have to start the whole thing over again. It's not like the pros where you just have football, mm-hmm. but it's but there's, I mean, you're in meetings. Like your whole day is full. Yep. Like yep. it ain't it ain't every day. It ain't like it ain't like you're sitting there. You go to practice and that's all you do. Yeah, I mean, parties. there's 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 so yeah. much stuff that goes into it. You have ice tubs. You have you have to go get treatment. You know, say you get a little, you know, something's nicked up a little bit. Yeah, there's so much stuff you try to do just to keep yourself on the field yep. that people don't see. And when it all comes together at the very end, it's it's one of the greatest feelings in yeah. the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 hard it's hard to compete with that. Yeah. The the guys you came in with, that class you came in with, and obviously not in the immediate aftermath mm-hmm. of the game, but after a while and even now 10 years later, do you think about the, the, the Robert Timmons, the Dory McCullough, the guys you came in with that for whatever that reason or another. should have been insane. That should have been on that. should have been yeah. in the NFL right now. We oh, should be yeah. talking about their names. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it sucks. Yeah. Like Dory McCulloch, I remember my freshman year against Nebraska. Nebraska, or who was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it was Nebraska at home. Yeah, it was Nebraska. No, it was the second year, I think. I think it was your rookie year when Nebraska was at home. He was already Cog- gone then. Okay. He, so, he was on there with one year. When my freshman year, he wasn't, he wasn't playing. there. Okay. But McCullough's freshman year, just on special teams, I mean, that guy, he, you could see on times he was the best player on the field on one Oh, play. no, 100%. I just remember, yeah. I, okay, it wasn't Nebraska. Whatever game it was, he was on the opposite side of the field, and they broke one on the That's other. Oklahoma. Oh, it was it Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was Perkins. It was yeah, a, and he was, took yeah. off on the opposite sideline, <laughs> and McCullough caught him. I'm yeah. like, That's the fastest yeah. human being I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. And I mean, from the opposite side of the field yeah. and hocked him down like the 30, I was like, wow. Yeah. But He's yeah. a freak. It, I could just remember Timmons because I was there with Timmons. Yeah, he never really saw the field, but that's when he was going through his yeah, turmoil all, and all yeah, that. I but Timmons. I just remember when they did let him practice one day, <laughs> and I would just remember looking at him like I was just like, "Wow, he's oh, good. this guy is yeah. he's big." Like people don't realize how big Timmons was because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he started as a, Timmons start, was like two twenty five. Yeah, he played in two thousand two. Yeah, he played. He played mm-hmm. as a freshman, you know, and, and he had so much wiggle and just like he yeah. reminds me of a uh, like if people want to know what, uh, what Robert Timmons was like, uh, think about Brandon Marshall. Just not as tall as Brandon Marshall, yeah. 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 But he had wiggle. He had 
wiggle like a running back. Mm-hmm. Like he had yak like out yeah. this world. <laughs> no, I remember all those. Yeah, yeah. Like, every class has got those guys, man. Yeah. Kendrick Turner was like that for us. But yeah. I was crazy, here when, though, I was when Dorian McCullough was here. As well. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, that's the crazy part of it is you mm-hmm. get these guys that you're like, God, you're so good, and yeah. then you never see him again, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. And that's the that's the hard thing about, you know. Eric Hardeman, he was another one. Yeah. Eric I mean, <laughs> oh, my god. I mean, we had some running backs that came through here that were ridiculous <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that aren't here anymore, you know. And like Ramon's Taylor. There's yep. no oh, reason why man. there's no, no reason why Ramon Taylor should not be in the NFL right now. Yeah. And he's ten times better than Sean Jackson and anybody else. Oh, out there. yeah. And I don't care wow. what you say. People can say what they want, but he made decisions in his life and that and that sucks mm. for him, you know, and and I feel blessed to have a. He's coaching now at one of the high schools, local high schools. I saw him, okay, I saw him in Dallas. Yeah. He's doing good he's now. Coaching okay, good. Right. He's with the Ty Detmer over at uh, St. Andrews. Yeah, I believe so. Because wherever wherever Ty is. Yeah, he's oh, okay. like that wide receiver's coach. Oh, wherever so Ty he's is. Yeah. Together, yeah, no, yeah. he's gotten together because yeah. I mean, he was playing arena ball and I saw him in Dallas. I was like, wow. I was like, man, and your breath don't stink no more. I was like, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. It took, it took, it took that many nights. used to never brush his teeth. I'm like, man, hey, that's, hey, in that's improvement though. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe he got a good woman in his life. Yeah. He's like, baby, you got to brush your teeth, baby. You know, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I can't be just, kissing on you. Right? Just, <laughs> can't be kissing on tartar. Halitosis. Halitosis. But Casey, just to wrap up the discussion about your recruiting classes and make it that much more special when it's, it's you and Sinline and Blaylock and David Thomas and VY and Selvin, and you guys started together, yeah. and you get to the end, and then, well, then yeah. that's the that's awesome. where it happens. Because we also had you know Aaron Harris on that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron um, Harris, yeah. Who else was on the defensive side? Rod Wright. Rod Wright. Rod Wright. Um, those are the Larry Dibbles and all yep. them. But, yeah. um O.K.M. You know, and Bob and Oak. Those, those are all young guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, your class, my bad. Yeah, so, but class. I mean, it, it's... It, it, it kind of hurts my it doesn't hurt my feeling it just makes me feel bad that like these guys that have this chance and I guess when I was a kid or when when I signed with Texas my dad always told me he goes hey man you gotta you're, you're getting an education so like get your school football will come you know football's mm-hmm. gonna come regardless because you ha- you're there for football mm-hmm. so that's gonna be in your everyday thing but hey get your school done you know and he goes you have an opportunity and I just I guess the way I was raised I knew what I what I had going on, I knew that I had a full ride scholarship and I didn't want to blow that. I was like, mm. I got my school paid for. That's real, I got, man. you know, I'm going to play the sport that I love, that I, I dream about every night, you know, and I have a chance to go live my dream and everything. So I guess that, that, that I give that compliment to my parents, you know what I mean? To stay on track and do the right things. But it's just mind boggling to me how these kids come in here with these opportunities. And a lot of them, you know, they come from crazy backgrounds. I mean, yeah. all these kids, it's a melting pot on the team. Cause you got kids that come from rich to poor to, yeah. mm-hmm. to like, I mean, some, some people's houses are falling down, you know, and they live and that's what they grew up and they don't know anything else than that. And they, and they got boys from back home and stuff like that. that want to come down and they're doing the wrong stuff and they get caught up in that. And it, it's the, it's it's hard to see, you know, with, with great athletes and people that you see that have such good potential. It's hard to see, then make the wrong decisions and go down the wrong path when you have it all right here for you. Mm-hmm. When you have it right here in your hand, you're like, I got a full ride scholarship to a badass university. I'm playing football. I got a chance for an education to get a good job after college. I got a chance to play in the NFL if I play well at football here. You know, I, I got all these things to live my dream. So, so why do A, B, and C on the side to jeopardize? my ultimate goal, you know, and it's just hard for me. It, that, that was the hardest part for me with the, with the kids in our class. The last question I've got for both of you guys, and I asked this because Rod 
brought this up recently. Rod's admitted that he he would not be where he's at today without Mac Brown. And Mac Mac Brown brought you guys to Texas as part of two different recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. And the way he left it was it was what it was. Yeah. But what what are your relationships like with Coach Brown today? And how thankful are you guys just for the opportunity to have Mac Brown and to have yeah. Texas as a part of your lives? Well, um, you know, you know, Coach Brown to me, he he really. He taught a, he taught me a different side of things that I, that I didn't even know, you know, because I was actually one of those kids that Casey was just talking about that came from, you know, a bad background or whatever, and you know, seeing drugs and you know all that type of stuff. But you know, the fact that when I got here, you know, I was very like my attitude was wasn't I was very quiet, but my I could you know snap at any second. Yeah, and, little <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, and I wasn't. And to be honest, I I wasn't my high school. I could count on both hands how many, you know, white kids we had in our school. You know, coming and that was from, opposite for me. You know, that I was, could count on my hands how many black kids we had. In school. Yeah, you know, so you know I mean? so I really didn't know how to relate to you know white people at the time. And you know, Coach Brown and all other you know players would always come up and like hug me and stuff. And I'd be like, "Hey, get off me! I don't know you. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know you, like, don't know you like that. You know, yeah. like don't don't invade my personal space. Like, no, that. white people love to hug. It's <laughs> good, man. That's what I love about it. Yeah, you know. Man. So I, I didn't. I, We're huggers. <laughs> they're ready. They like to hug. You, you know, man. they they like yeah. You know, they get your shoulders and <laughs> yeah. yeah they be like know? naked with a towel <laughs> on and come jump on your back. Yeah. Whoa, hold on, man. What's hold on, man? I love you, man. You know, black people don't. You know, black folks don't do that type of stuff. You know, but I was just like, man, you know, but but besides that, you know, Coach Brown was like, hey, Tim, you got to you got to loosen up and you got to start to trust people. And, you know, we all we all here for you. And, and, you know, I would just have and I again, I would like study just said I was a hothead and, you know, I I would go off and practice and I might, you know, curse out everybody one day in practice. (laughs) I mean, everybody, you know, whoever's in my way. And, you know, he taught me how to control my anger. And he was like, you know, being angry and, you know, coming to fist the cuss every time you get mad, that's not going to solve anything. Because yeah. you both basically you guys got two knotted up faces and it, the situation still didn't get solved. Yeah. But where I come from, heck, the situation was solved. Yeah, well, yeah I got it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, Coach Brown, he was such a good man. And, you know, he really, really taught me how to treat women. And, hmm. you know, the fact that he brought Miss Sally around and the fact that all the other coaches brought their wives around because, you know, at some points, you know, the players is like, you know, I ain't bringing my girlfriend around here, you know. <laughs> so it taught me how to, you know, you can love a woman and be affectionate with her. And it just, like I said, it just basically taught me how to be a better man. Yeah, A lot of family aspects of it, legitimate, just y'all were all close and, you know, helped further one another. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I wouldn't want it any yeah. other way. Definitely. I honestly, yeah. I would not want it any other way, and that's because – I mean, like for my my example of Coach Brown, you know, and a lot of people say this was like his quote after the national championship game where he said, "Don't let this be the greatest moment in your life." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And for a man to say that after you win a national championship, that takes a lot. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's that 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 really. But I didn't. I was like, "Yeah, whatever." I was like, "Whatever, Coach. Yeah, you're an idiot." I was like, "Yeah, you're an idiot." And then, like you know, four years ago, you know, I'm in the league and I'm back home and I get married and all this kind of stuff and I'm like, and I think back to that and I'm like. Yeah, he's freaking right. Mm-hmm. He's 100% right, and I'm about to have mm-hmm. a kid. I Like, my wife calls, guys, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm my baby's due in three days. Oh, wow. Like, wow. So I'm right here on it. Yeah, so wow. I'm right here. But anyways, um, I remember my parents got a divorce when I was a freshman or sophomore in college. And I remember no one knew about it, you know, and, I, and literally it was the day that my mom talked to me. I'm walking up, going out, you know, 
at Moncrief, it used to be outside, you know, walking into Coach's mm-hmm. office. Now it's mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through there, and Coach Brown and Sally walk out, and they both grab me. They're like, hey, we've both been divorced. And I was like, who the hell told y'all about this? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, who told, how did y'all figure that? I, I learned about this, you know, this morning, this morning, and it's, it's noon, you know? And, and for him to grab me and his, and Sally to grab me and, and really be like, hey, you know, you know, and explain their relationship and how, how, the, how they've been in a divorce before and how, how they worked out and how mm-hmm. everything, you know, and just, giving me a better insight over it, you know, and not making me feel sad and, and depressed about it and stuff like that for him to come up to me as a man and, and, you know, talk to me as a person and like really care for me like that. I knew, I knew from that day on, it was like my second year there that he had my back and I'll do anything for him, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that was, that was pretty cool, you know, cause I don't know. I, to have a to have a father coming from Colorado, I have family down here too. Mm-hmm. But to have a guy that has your back when your family's not here, you know, it's 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 a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good thing. You're like, all right, I trust this guy with mm-hmm. everything I got, and that's and I know I got a great relationship with Coach Brown now, you know, and it's I, I see him and it's still, hey, Coach, how you doing? You know, you doing? I'm still in my p's and q's mm-hmm. when I'm around him, and it sucks. It yeah. sucks. You get around him and you you choke up, you pucker up a little bit. You're like, hey, coach, how you doing, guys? Best behavior here comes, coach. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm thirty. Yeah. I'm thirty one years old right now. And it's if he comes, like or, if if you if you would walk in this building right now, I would sit up in my chair. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is a great. Yes, I swear. I swear to you. I'm dead serious. That's just because. He draws that respect, and that's just, and I respect that. It's like a genuine father type situation. Just the wisdom, you know. I think 100%. back to all the stuff my dad had told me, and I was eighteen. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." And then now you look back, you're like, "Wow, really does make sense." All right, I guess I was just <laughs> yeah. Immature. So I mean, that, yep. that, that's my respect for him. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good way to end it. Then uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up right here and get you uh, Matt stats of the week on the other side. Gotta let you know, every time we talk to one of these Lifetime Longhorns, it's brought to you by my dentist. That's my good friend, Dr. Stephen Van Wickland, DDS. I've been going to see him since I was five years old. He's a Lifetime Longhorn, just like these guys in the studios. And that's why he brings you these interviews. He really enjoys watching some Texas football. But we like supporting local businesses. Stephen, he's been local as long as I can remember. Like I said, been going to see him since I was five. He did my orthodontics, plenty of cavities, caps, and crowns. If you... Don't have insurance. He can take care of you. A dental exam. He can also give you cleanings and x-rays. Just 199 bucks. It's less than 200 bucks. Get all that taken care of. And you can also get a free Invisalign consultation. So if you happen to be going the right orthodontics or maybe you got to get your teeth cleaned before school starts, either way, he can take care of you. Give him a call. Phone number 512-448-3131. Check out his website at southaustendentist.com. Like I said, he does everything. It's cavities, caps, crowns, preventative dentistry, cosmetic dentistry. Also ask about the free Invisalign consultation. That's for all you maybe needing some orthodontics. So remember that deal. No insurance. Less than 200 bucks, and you get your teeth cleaned, get a dental exam, and x-rays. It's all for my dentist, my good friend. That's Dr. Stephen Van Wickland, DDS. Hey, Matt, how you been? PGA Tournament at Whistling Straight starts up Thursday morning. You can get yourself a free fantasy team by clicking through one of our links. 300 grand prizes. Just find us on Twitter, Butler and Austin, Rod Babers, or Horns 24-7. Or go over to the Longhorn Blitz interview thread that's on the message board right now. Also got a link. Million dollars first place. $20 per team. 100 grand to second place. 3.3 million prizes. All you got to do is pick six golfers and you got a chance to be a millionaire on Sunday. The guys that I think can help you be a millionaire, those would be these guys. Now, 
Now, if we're talking value, most points per dollar, I love these four. Francesco Malinari, 6,800. Charles Schwartzel, 7,700. Kevin Na, 7,100. Brandon Gray, 7,300. A lot of these names, you'll remember me saying that's because the last two majors have been link-style courses, another very similar link-style course. Brandon Grace is below Molinari, Charles, and Na, but I still like him as a sleeper. Out of the top-tier guys, I love Jason Day and Ricky Fowler. Jason Day, 10,800. Ricky Fowler, 9,800. Dustin Johnson, 11-2, is tempting. I'll put him on some teams. Jordan Spieth will play well, but you got to pay up for him. I think Day's a better play because of the price. And then Dusty, also slightly better. Ricky Fowler as well. Next group, Louis Oosthuizen, 9,100. Henrik Stenson, 9,700. His poor performances recently had his price drop. Other guys in the top tier would be Phil Mickelson and Sergio Garcia, 9,600, 9,300. But unfortunately, I don't think I have the balls to play them. Possibly fill in one. A few other riskier guys that have a chance to go real low would be Jason Duffner, 7,300. Zach Johnson, 8,400. And Keegan Bradley, 7,400. Zach Johnson's probably going to be played too much because of his recent win. And, of course, doesn't fit him as well. You need a really good scrambler. Putting doesn't matter that much as it did in the last two majors. So Dusty Johnson and Heinrich Stinson benefit. I'll be filling my roster with these guys. Hideki Matsuyama, 8,000. Patrick Reed, 7,300. Mark Leishman, 7,600. Matt Kuchar, 8,300. Brooks Kepka, 7,800. Jimmy Walker, 8,200. Langmurth, 7,300. Paul Casey, 7,400. Shane Lauer, 7,500. Robert Streb, 6,800. Even Bill Haas at 7,300. Danny Lee at 7,100. Victor Dubison at 7,300. Then you got the next group of guys that are a little risky for fillers, but also have high-end potential. That's Ian Poulter, 7,200. Luke Donald, 7,400. Brandon Todd, 7,000. Brant Snedeker, 7,900. And then some dark horses, guys that could play really well. Jeff Ogilvy, 6,700. Thomas Bjorn, 6,700. And Tommy Fleetwood, 6,700. Win yourself a million bucks. Pick six of these guys. Salary cap has to be under 50 grand. Those are the only rules. Somebody will be a millionaire Sunday. In all football season, promo code HORNS will get you a free fantasy team in a league where you can win hundreds of thousands of bucks. Week 1 NFL League has a million dollars worth of prizes. Just remember, promo code HORNS, DraftKings.com. So that's it, guys. I uh, had to give you a breakdown what's going to go down. PGA Championship tomorrow. Promo code HORNS gets you a free fantasy team if you want to do it. All right, Matt. Thank you. Uh, thank you for everything, man. Thanks oh, for putting this together. I enjoyed it. It was fun listening to these guys share some awesome stories. Rod B., always appreciate the knowledge, my friend. Anytime, brother. Anytime. For Matt, for Rod, for Casey, for Tim, for everybody at AM 1300 The Zone, am1300thezone.com, where you can hear this show each and every week. And thanks to Matt, you get us on iTunes, TuneIn, and any podcast app. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. Also, go over to SoundCloud. SoundCloud, download that app. has all the previous interviews that we've had with all these lifetime Longhorns. About 50 of them on there. You'll love it. For The Zone, family for the horns 24 7 family i'm jeff howe thank you so much for downloading and listening and we will catch you again on the next episode you've been listening to longhorn blitz with horns 247.com remember for the latest longhorn news 24 7 visit horns 247.com take a bullet with some grip and take the smoke on the jet out of town put it down for the father